Welcome, welcome to episode 191 of Pop Culturally Deprived, where each week we watch a movie I've never seen before, which is somehow still most of them, and talk about the good, the bad, and the 10-second car. This week we're going to be talking about The Fast and the Furious on your I Like the Tuna Here podcast. So a film about racing cars really fast and being all action-y bro hero dude, and you're referencing the sandwich quote. Yes, yes I am. Okay, starting us off well. Before we get into that, though, (laughs) (laughs) crikey, there's going to be a lot to unpack this episode. Before we get into that, we wanted to make an announcement. You have probably already heard this. We put out a special episode uh, a short while ago, in the future, to still be recorded. Podcasting is time travel. Podcasting is time travel. (laughs) That we are winding up towards our final episode of Pop Culture Deprived. We are now on episode 191. We are going to be going to episode 200. And then the podcast is going to be considered finished. We've seen all the movies. Mandalay. 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 Oh, I like Mandalay it. Mandalay is no longer Pop Culture Deprived. She's Pop Culturally Middling. Having seen middling. 200 more films. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Culturally Replete. <laughs> <sighs> Um, so we are we are going to be doing a new show. There is going to be absolutely be something to replace this. We are very excited about it, um, and we're going to be talking more about that nearer the time. Mm-hmm. But for now, we want to commemorate. We want to talk about pop culture deprived. Our final episode, episode two hundred, is going to be a, a wonderful extravaganza, looking back on the films that we've covered, on the podcasts we've done, what we've enjoyed, what we haven't enjoyed, what we're sad about not doing, given. Mm. Yes. We're finishing episode 200 because because of the global situation this year, we haven't done my dream ambition that we got so close to of doing a four-part Dune series. <laughs> Maybe so we return to we it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what we would love is to hear from everyone. We we want to know, you know we, we've got wonderful listeners out there. We've loved interacting with you. We love hearing from you. We love the pleas for the different films we should do. What have you enjoyed? What are the episodes and the films that you look back on and, and have really enjoyed? What have you liked about the films, about the episodes, about our podcasting and our relationship? What do you wish we'd covered? What do you wish we'd not covered? What do you wish we'd cover again and give another chance? Uh, <laughs> we want you to let us know. So whether you write to us, podcast at eloquentgushing.com on email, or you tweet us or DM us at eloquentgushing, whether you find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on all the other places, or you go to speakpipe.com slash eloquentgushing and even record us a voice message, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have a load of messages that we can talk about on that final show, on that look back over 200 episodes, four years, a a longer than the last president... (laughs) administration um, show that we can talk about. So do make sure you contact us in any of those ways uh, and let us know your thoughts about Pop Culture Deprived. So, Vin Diesel, Mm -hmm. Paul Walker. Mm -hmm. The most important question I think we need to start off with in your viewing of this film. Okay. Which one is fast and which one is furious? (laughs) Paul Walker is fast and Vin Diesel is furious. Okay, thank you. Good, we can move on now. It's like Bonnie and Clyde or something. Um. Neither of them are particularly good actors. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, they're playing to type here quite strongly, aren't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, this is Vin Diesel's first lead role, right? He's always done supporting roles before this, but he's never been good. He's just kind of become part of pop culture and he's been accepted for who he is and as he is, and he's never had to get better. Yeah, well, I mean, would you say the same about Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Yes, actually, or, yes, yes, you know, of them. This is the point. You you do go from those kind of guys into Vin Diesel and a few others, and then into Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson can actually act. <laughs> <laughs> no? no? You don't think so? No. no. He is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in everything he does. Okay. <laughs> I liked him in Jumanji. What can I say? Yeah, but he's still playing him. So, I, I mean, he's doing some interesting stuff as the, you know, switching characters and different mm-hmm. stars, but he's still himself. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Speaking of people who will come up in this franchise in the future. But we have always had this with our action heroes. You had John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's a slightly different case, but, you know, th- these mm-hmm. guys played what they played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think this film is unapologetic about what it's doing. Oh, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree with that. In in some ways, uh, there are moments to a fault. There are, there are things about this film that I, the, the franchise itself does leave behind, mm-hmm. um, particularly when it moves out of the street racing stuff. Because, I mean, you've not seen any of the Fast and the Furious films, have you? I have not. Well, I've no. seen this one now. Yeah. Like, they do the three films, and they're, mm-hmm. uh, okay. This is This is the best of the first three. Okay. Second one is really not great. Third one. Um, and then they reboot it with the film Fast and Furious. <laughs> and then they then move into Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Fast Seven, and so on and so forth. But but they reboot it from going from street races to being sort of Mission Impossible. Oh. Spies and action and big adventures they have to go and do, usually with fast cars. Well, yeah, of course. So, although there is a continuity between the films, and in fact the films don't aren't in chronological sequence, the third one comes after the sixth one. I what? Think. Yeah. What? It's re- it's re- par- partially because there's a character in the third one. No, I won't get into it. You'll watch them at some point. It's fine. Um, so it, it is slightly weird in that. But then they reboot it and they turn it into a, an entirely different franchise. They, they change the nature of it. They introduce more characters. They bring back characters. They introduce Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They introduce Gal Gadot um, and other so, people. did I even need to watch this movie? Could we have just started with number four? No. I, I think the core of it is in here. This is a very different film from them, but this is the core of what they started with. So it's great. Okay. Part of the thing with them changing it is the way they then market and distribute overseas. Oh. Because by... Number seven, it's now a billion and a half dollar per film taking. Mm-hmm. But a billion dollars of that is overseas. Oh, interesting. Okay. It takes a lot more internationally than it does in the US. Um, and they and they market and put it together as such. Okay. So again, it becomes a very different thing. But this film, going back right, right to the core, is about street racing and a bit of crime. Dude, this... Is the most 90s movie that was ever in 2001. <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. Like, With, the cars, I, I, the hair, the clothes. Like, I mean, Paul Walker <laughs> is the 90s boy who ever 90'd. Just, just his sort of very curly, curly, floppy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Love it to bits. Yep. Mm. 
there are things in it I will defend about. You can see it moving on. This is the, the first film I can remember that does the the cars are racing really fast together and the cameras moving between them. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those shots I can't remember it in any film before this. Maybe there were because because there was a whole spate of like car films for for a time, but this was the first one that really did that. That seemed to be oh, it actually looks like they're all in different cars and yet the camera's moving and showing everyone at the same time. That's cool. Okay. So, it, you know, it brings stuff forward there. But yes, it's very 90s. It's very 90s in its treatment of relationships and women mm-hmm. in the bro code. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm hoping a lot of this, your enjoyment of the film is 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 coming from having finally watched Point Break. So you don't know if I enjoyed the film yet, do you? Oh, yeah, this is a great film. This is just fun. This is just oh, silly. Oh, so you're just assuming fun. I liked it. Oh, yeah. I assume you came away going like, well, that was ridiculous, but I quite enjoyed it. Well, that's a fair assessment, actually. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it's ridiculous because you should come away from this going, that, that was terrible. That was, that was not well acted. That was not well plotted. There was a lot in there that it didn't need. And yet... Oh, dude! I got so invested in those characters. Like I was sitting there, like like my hand was over my face. I was getting really stressed out. I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) It was it was insane. It was insane. Um, I had no idea he was going to turn out to be a cop. And then at one point, I didn't I didn't know that. So when when they finally arrest him and take him away, you're like, "What? What? What? What?" Then when I mean when he. When they revealed that he was a cop, I was surprised mm. that that, mm. that was the reveal. Um, my first thought was, well, of course, it's got to be Vin Diesel and his group that's the carjackers. But then they did a really good job of selling it at being Johnny Tran, Charlie Tran, Tran? Jo- Johnny Tran, Johnny yes. Tran. Like, and I, I looked at Joseph and I said, this doesn't make any sense. If they're <laughs> the truckjackers, what is the point of this movie? Like, they sold me on it until, of course, that wasn't it. And I I was just invested. I was, like, on the edge of my seat when dude was hanging from his arm from the side of the truck. Right, yeah, And yeah, they were yeah. trying to save him. Michelle Rodriguez's car, like, spins out and mm. she's just, like, flipping. Like, I'm panicking. Like, I know she... I know nobody dies because there's eight more movies. <laughs> but, like, I was so stressed out watching this. Um, right. I. I don't know why I got so invested in all of these characters in this utterly ridiculous movie, but I did. Absolutely did. Nice. I think you asked me a question that I was supposed to be answering and I didn't, but there's all of my opinions. Was your watch and enjoyment of this informed by Point Break? I don't actually think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I, uh, in general, it's got the Point Break thing going on with it. Mm-hmm. Undercover cop looking into a thing gets involved mm-hmm. in the extreme sport, whatever the extreme sport is, and in the end, lets the bad guy get away. Yeah, it goes through a lot of different things in there, but they are very, very similar films. And I think this has a levity to it that's mm-hmm. a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think because it knows it's slightly ridiculous. It's yeah. not. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge isn't this daft. It takes itself seriously. But then you've got, like, him giving, Vin Diesel giving Paul Walker the beer from the guy that doesn't like Paul Walker and Paul Walker wiping the top of it. Like, it's a stupid little moment. Uh But the film is full of that kind of just small character stuff. Yeah. And I dig it. 
You can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Which did not age well. No. <laughs> yeah, Corona is going to be a word that we just can't hear anymore. Yeah, for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. So you enjoyed it. I did. I did. I right. think part of it is... And we used to talk about this a lot, and we haven't talked about it in a while, but you know I'm a sucker for found family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this whole crew is a giant found family. Yeah. And they don't do a great job of showing the passage of time. Like, I mm-hmm. don't actually know how much time passed in this movie. Like, the cop part seemed to indicate it was going really, really fast because they had to move now and, like, break this thing. But they were together long enough for Brian to actually become part of this family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Those two things don't quite go together, but I I bought it mm. and I I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Mm. And and that becomes a staple of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel at the end giving a speech about her, her family. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of the end of every film. Okay. And maybe a square off against whoever the unlikely friend they've made during that film is. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically all the movies are the same. I mean, they are, but they aren't. Okay. Part, part of the point of it is is the set pieces. So this has a, a two or three really good set pieces in it. Mm-hmm. Um but they're they're fairly small, and and we'll come back to enjoying the fairly small stuff in a bit. But as it goes on, every film has to escalate on the last film mm-hmm. until you get to like number six, and there's a chase down uh, interstate with a tank and their cars, <laughs> and it's like over some cliffs, and one of them mm-hmm. falls off a cliff, and one of them jumps from a car to grab the person off the cliff, you know. Yeah, there's a bit where they're driving away with a, a tanker rolling on fire behind them. Of course. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's cinema spectacle. Yeah, I mean, it's like the close. Okay, so the thing that comes to mind when I think Mm -hmm. about that kind of movie franchise where each one has to top the other one is Sharknado. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seen those? (laughs) I haven't seen them, but I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Um, But but it does exactly the same thing. But it's enjoyable to people who enjoy the franchise. Mm But they also know exactly what they're doing and they poke fun yeah. at it and they lean yeah. into it because it's just what you do. Mm-hmm. And so just doing that doesn't automatically make it a negative for me. Like, it's not a no. bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, like, they are all the same because they are all some sort of car thing, some sort of mission that ends up being solved by car things. <laughs> you know, you, you can be very reductive and get it down to those points mm-hmm. well i mean but in that way every star wars movie is the same well exactly you can get you know superhero films and things down to f- yeah. some fairly uh, base points I, I i don't want to rave about these films too hard because some of them are trash mm-hmm. that that I've... hobbs and shaw spin-off film one of the worst yeah, films I've seen in recent years. I want to see that one. Oh, it's terrible it's really bad the trailer is significantly better than the film itself oh wow that's that's you can just stick to the trailer you know? all right um and and there are films in here in here that are less good than the others but as a franchise it's good fun and as a first film this is a really solid grounding because it's small yeah they've given themselves places to go from here because it is just some people ripping off lorries with tvs and vcrs on them 
maybe DVD players if they're fancy, fancy. Um, <laughs> and races in this small bit of LA. Right. Like, it's it's not the world is ending. It's not every cop in LA is driving after us and stuff. Right. Small right. It is very small in a, in a specific, like, locality. Exactly. Although, apparently... This is a part of LA where the like time space continuum means that it takes five minutes to drive a quarter of a mile at a hundred miles an hour. Because <laughs> that's a thing that happened in this movie. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, love it. Because you've got to give everyone their moment. You've got to see mm-hmm. what every person does. It's you know it's important to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I do think equipping all the cars with turbo boost buttons. It's just a bit, it, I mean, it's heavily video gamey and it just, it takes away from the skill of the driving. And they seem to put put it down to how late can you wait to press your turbo boost and then uh-huh. you win. Yeah. Yeah. They go to that point a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about street racing to know such things. Right. <laughs> but they all did it. So it seemed relatively yeah. normal. Hmm. Who knows? I couldn't tell you. To be honest yeah, with you, I, I don't know. I don't mm. Know. Mm. So, Paul Walker is the fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, you didn't think he was going to be a cop until? No, I had no idea he was a cop until he walked in, like after they arrested him. Like mm. I thought, like they were actually arresting him, but then they took him in, and he was the cop. I was like, what? Okay. Like completely shocked me. Good. Had I mean, no that's, idea. that's quite nice. It, it, I think some of that is because they don't actually set up that this is a cop thing. No, not at all. They set up that what's happening with the jacking of the lorries, mm-hmm. but then they just go to Brian Walker sat there. Brian Walker, Brian Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor, mm-hmm. <laughs> just sat there eating a tuna sandwich. Yeah, and the story just continues. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And and in some ways, the story of the, the lorry drackings is just such a small part of it. Mm-hmm. It, it almost doesn't matter. It, it, I feel like in Point Break, and maybe this is because he does chase him after one of the bank robberies, but the bank robberies play a much bigger role. Yeah, I think the, the truck jackings here are just the, the plot bunny, the plot device. Mm. Mm. Like, if, if those didn't happen... The cops wouldn't be investigating them and Brian would yeah. be infiltrating this group, right, you know. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we only see one of them. Right? We see one at the beginning and then we see them again at the end. Yeah. Um, and, the, and that final one. Because they also mm. kept it pretty, like, close to the chest that it really was Dominic's crew. Mm-mm. Right, because they focused so heavily on their cars, and we knew that the cars used in the carjackings were not those cars. No. Yes. Um, and, and so they tried to misdirect away from that a lot. And so we didn't see a lot of the actual mm-hmm. truck jackings, carjacking, whatever you call them. Lorry jackings. They're lorries. <laughs> They're trucks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, the, uh, the introduction of Vin Diesel is quite cool because you have these sort of long shots of him sat there eating his food but not really engaging with anyone. Mm-hmm. And then finally he's Mia's like, hey, can you come and do something? And yeah. he starts getting involved. It, it's quite a nice setup for the character that like, okay, this is a significant guy we're going to be introduced to. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like that because the film is sort of 
already informing us about him. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, again, thinking of Point Break, like Patrick Swayze is just playing football or something on, oh, aren't they throwing a soft American football around on the beach with Flea from I'm, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Honestly, I think it is I don't just. Even remember. Yeah. And it ends up hitting Keanu Reeves or something. It's it's fairly innocuous by comparison. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like his introduction doesn't really go with the characterization of the character they gave us in the rest of the movie. Okay. Because he came out all burly and gruff. And, <laughs> yeah. But then... Whatever that mime is. <laughs> but then whenever we see him again at the first street race, when Brian's trying to get in the race, he's he's not mean to him at all. He's like, let's just see what your car looks like, you know, okay, you can buy in. You know, he wasn't gruff at all at that point. And he never really was. Again, the only other time we saw him yell and get angry was when Brian's the one who saved his ass. Mm. And the other guy, the guy I can't remember, the one who hates Brian. Vince. Vince. Vince is like, why'd you bring him back here? And he yells at him. Because you know, he was the only one who came to save me. He's my family. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, other, I mean, other than that, he didn't really raise his voice a lot. He was very kind of controlled. And I think that's even actually one of the points they tried to make in the movie. Like, they, they told us, because I think Brian was telling his superiors, I don't think it's Dominic because Dominic has too much control to do something like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, because... They, they, their reply to him is, but he put this guy in the hospital. And we even get Dominic telling him the story about, like, this is the guy who hit my father, who killed him and stuff, and I yeah. just, you know, beat him. And so we're like, oh, okay, we kind of understand why you did it. Right, yeah. Not sure of that, which is why then you see it when Johnny Tran goes at him and calls him a narc. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm not no narc, and starts a big brawl. Mm-hmm. quite cool that's good the moment of vin diesel acting vin diesel acts for the moment when he finds out brian's a cop when brian phones the police to be like i've got a man down he's been shot i need ambulance here you need the helicopter all this sort of thing and vin diesel has to act like i hate you i'm gonna kill you but you're saving my friend and your family so what can i do and he's just trying to tell it all over his face mm-hmm. vin diesel's face doesn't move <laughs> so, <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> like it's a great moment because you can see him trying like I've got raging motions inside of me but he can't show them <laughs> it's such a shame and you can see how hard he's trying which is why it's so good <laughs> but also <laughs> oh but, that's beautiful that's beautiful you know <laughs> Stallone wouldn't have been able to do that Schwarzenegger wouldn't have. that is a lot for someone to carry off and i think you need a an expressive actor a, a pacino or a leonardo, yeah. leonardo DiCaprio, you know someone to god you know i've got all these things going on with me yeah yeah that's not vin diesel vin diesel no. has like one thing mm. and it's vin diesel yes like trying to get emotion and range out of him is not <laughs> like i don't know if he gets better i don't actually think he does over the last 20 years but maybe he did I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think this is a, a really good character for him. Mm-hmm. And from what I hear, he does a lot of good behind the scenes. You know, he's one of the driving forces, if you excuse the pun, of the Fast and Furious franchise. 
and and getting it rebooted and turning it into the big thing it's become was mm-hmm. he had these ideas for hey we could go somewhere with this mm-hmm. and he pulls off the leading man with the big chest and the big biceps great good on him yeah okay mm. he's Groot right he is Groot he is also the Iron Giant I haven't seen the Iron Giant maybe not oh the Iron Giant's good yes he was the titular Iron Giant hmm. Hmm. Um, as well as being in various random things I'm having a quick scan through see if there's anything I want to call out no he's in the Riddick series but they're all trash yeah I saw Pitch Black a long 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 time ago and that was when I I was like wow that guy can't act <laughs> yeah and again um, it's a you know taciturn action yeah role, and but... then I never watched any of the other Riddick ones so nah they're, they're not very good so. mm-hmm. Pitch Black is okay to be fair but you mentioned Michelle Rodriguez. I was surprised at how little she was in this because I mm. know she's a big part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I assumed she would have a large role and she was just there to be a token girl and kiss Vin Diesel. Yeah, token girl, except all the other girls we see are scantily clad trophies, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. Or... Mia, so the Madonna. Yeah, yeah. So there's the, the Madonna or what we, you know, colloquially call something else, opposite of the Madonna. Or there's Letty, the tomboy. And even even when he gets to the party and she's sat on the floor playing video games with the boys. And it's like, and there's all these other girls in skimpy tops and shorts uh, hanging on the arms of different men. Right, but they did still give us the gratuitous sex scene between them. Hmm. I was yeah, I was surprised by that because it's it's a fairly it is a fairly minimal thing, but it's them in the garage whilst working on a car, getting hot and heavy. Yeah, it, I, it had no reason to be in the movie. No, I, and that's the weird thing. I had expected it because we get Brian and Mia sleeping together. Mm-hmm. There, there is a point where there is actual a relationship developing, but they're not the ones who get the gratuitous sex scene. Right? Yeah, it made no sense unless they mm. were just like Michelle Rodriguez is hot and we need her skin in the movie. Right? Yeah. Which I think is probably what they did. <laughs> Possibly so, and it's if that's the thing that the film could could and I think does absolutely leave behind. It's got some of the slight toxic masculinity of just eyeing up women and commenting on the way they look, mm-hmm. and always having beautiful women with who are mostly leg throughout the films. Mm-hmm. But they do get more women in them, at least, who get to do things and are capable. Okay, well that's I'll good. give it that. Hmm. Okay. Not enough. By comparison to the male characters, but significantly better than this film as well. Like uh, this, I don't want to just sit here raving about this film without saying like there are some problematic stuff. Oh yeah, no, it is. You know, definitely problematic, but is definitely a product of its time. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing that I really like about what they do with Letty is, it would be really easy to make her. I know she's the one who, in the end, her car does flip out and she's in an accident and they have to stop and save her and so on. Mm-hmm. but it's actually Vince they have to save from the mortal peril. Right. It would be very easy to make her the kind of MacGuffin we all care for her because she's the girl of the group, so we have to save her. She's the heart of the group, something like that. Oh, yeah, they didn't do that at all. Well, I quite like that it's kind of Jesse that they do that with. Yeah. The kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and because they do it over two moments, we obviously have the bit with him and Johnny Tran, and then the bit where he is actually shot later on, and that's the reason they go on a revenge driving session right. <laughs> um it would have been very easy for it to have been something to do with mia 
Not Mia. Well, it would have been Mia or M- Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, toxic masculinity and oh, I have to avenge my woman. But mm-hmm. the fact it's this kid that is actually really smart and we have a lot of time for mm-hmm. is a nice turn on the usual thing. Yes. Yes. Now, did Jesse actually die? Oh, I thought he did. Maybe he didn't. It felt ambiguous. I think you're right. I, I'm having a quick scan through the, whatever it's called, synopsis. And I think it does say Jesse is shot. I don't think it says whether he dies or not. Okay. But I don't think he's in any of the other films, so I don't think it's... So maybe he did. Uh, So on the character bit, on the Fast and Furious characters page, it does say that uh, they avenge Jesse's death. Death, okay. So. Okay. That's the one thing that I did wonder about it in terms of the sex scene, why there there wasn't a sex scene between Mia and Brian, because I wondered what rating they were going for. What was it rated? And I don't know. And I was hoping if I said that, you'd be like, oh, well, it was rated R. So, of course, it's got all this stuff in it. Or PG-13 or something. I have no idea. How do we find out? I mean, it's a 15, which is a fairly standard thing over here. Yes, it's got some violence. Yes, it's got some adult themes. But it's suitable for older teens. It's PG-13. PG-13. Interesting. See, I would have thought it was an R. And I wonder if that's why we don't get a definitive thing on the death of Jesse. And why the sex scenes aren't quite as adult as they could be yeah probably by scaling them back it helps them get in because they i mean the mpaa certainly is very hard on a lot of illegal activity so things like the car racing some of the drug stuff they might have been more inclined to be harsher on them so they took out some more of the violence and sex mm-hmm. or yeah it's apparently rated pg-13 for intense sequences of violence and action some sexual content language and drug references hmm so that's our scan through the characters, briefly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Mia. I don't think we need to talk about Mia. No, I mean, the most interesting characters in this are Brian and Dominic. Yeah, absolutely. And the cars. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I talk to you about cars or whether I talk to you about their relationship. Uh, let's talk about cars. Did this make you want to go and get the car and drive fast? Kinda. Kinda, yeah. Yes, right? Kinda, yeah. Except I thought all of the cars had really terribly ugly paint jobs I, I did not enjoy the paint jobs of any of these cars but i did kind of want to get in a car and drive at like 160 miles an hour it, it is very of its time isn't it of the... yeah yeah <laughs> it was yeah i think i might have driven home from the cinema quite fast <laughs> possibly um like i said there was a spate of them i can remember seeing like gone in 60 seconds which we should watch at some point i have um, that one you have seen Gone in 60 Seconds? I have seconds. seen yeah. that one, yes. Yeah, so I remember that one. But that's not quite about driving fast in the same way. Um, yeah, the cars are very much of their time. Big, flashy, souped up, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing, which, which was very in vogue at the time. It might have been just because I was age appropriate for it. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember a lot of people doing it. I feel like you don't see it in the same way anymore. Right. But maybe that's because I'm old. Maybe. Hey. No, you're not old, Matthew. I mean, I'm old too. We're both very old. We look yes. at this film going, oh, that's that's an ugly green. <laughs> Can I get that in a nice silver, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you that Paul Walker is in Too Fast, Too Furious. The best named film sequel of all time, frankly. Uh, Vin Diesel is not. I think I knew that. That's the one that is in Tokyo, right? No, that's in Miami. Or- oh. I think Florida somewhere. Number three, Tokyo Drift. 
doesn't have either of them in it. Why? Because they they thought this would be a slightly cheap franchise to keep spinning off random car action films. Mm. Okay? But on the same idea of, of street racing, and then they went like, hey, let's do something different with it and turn it into a spy action film. So they all come back for the fourth one. They all come back for four. <laughs> Can I skip two and three? I was going to ask, Do are, are you... We're probably not going to watch any more for PCD. I no. think I think knowing we have like eight, nine films left. Seven. We've seven <laughs> films left. Probably not going to watch any for this. Can we just turn this into a Fast and Furious podcast for the last few episodes? <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Are you going to go away and watch any of them? I am curious about four and on. I'm concerned about two and three. Okay. But... I feel like, so Paul Walker's in two, but not in three. Mm-hmm. So I and feel two. like I kind of need to watch two because I I left this movie wanting to know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we don't actually know, does he stay with the police force? Like, that doesn't make sense. But does he get in trouble for all the shit he just pulled? Mm. So Does he like, stay with Mia? Exactly. I mean, I don't actually care about that part, but... <laughs> it's <laughs> a cuddly relationship <laughs> stuff. Ugh. Give me the driving fast car action bang bang. So <laughs> if neither the official of them, part of the film. Right, right. Yeah, if neither of them are in three, can I skip that one? Like I say, three, I think, technically comes after six. So yes, you could skip it, but then revisit it. Okay. In its, in its place in the films. Huh. He says, clicking on the thing to double check. Yes. I think th- three... It's really hard to tell you without telling you too much. Basically, the end credit sequence of six is the middle of three. <laughs> so if you turn off six as it finishes as the credits roll, then watch three, then watch the credits of six, you'll find <laughs> back in chronological order. All right. Okay. I can probably do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. And, you know, you will get to see all sorts of, you know, Ludacris turns up in these, Gal Gadot turns up in these. Various other bit, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson becomes a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think you need to make sure you tell people on Twitter and perhaps even live tweet or something, but just make sure you put out your thoughts on them because I, I am interested to hear what you think as you go through because I think they are good popcorny okay. Saturday night action flicks. Well, it'll be fun to actually be able to just like live tweet a movie. <laughs> just watch a film. I haven't been able to do that in years, so I think it'll be great. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're going to continue not being able to talk about movies that we watch. On well, exactly. Media, yeah. So. <laughs> this is just our life, right? Spoiler, we're going to keep talking about films. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. Is there anything else that we just need to talk about on this one? It's really hard because it's another one of those. It's quite a good film. There's not much to it, and it's mm-hmm. it, you know there's a lot in here that we can't talk about. The experience of being in the car, speed racing scene, mm-hmm. the the cars themselves, and souping up cars. Not really our speciality. No. If they were talking about like you know system interfaces and <laughs> things like that, we'd be all over this. <laughs> yeah. The faster the interface. <laughs> No, no. So it sounds like just overall, we both think this is a ridiculous movie, but we both thoroughly enjoy it and 
watch it more than once. Yeah. Turn your brain off. Sit down for something ridiculous when you when you just want to be entertained. Yep. All right. Mm. Okay. So then, what is next on PCD? Next, we're returning to a franchise we started. We're returning to Tron Legacy. I'm very curious about this one. Because mm. I, I did enjoy Tron. I was pleasantly surprised by Tron, if you'll remember. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a big Jeff Bridges fan. True. This is this is one of those the sort of modern distant sequels. Right, yes. So it's what, eighteen years later? So and I also don't 28 know, years later? Like I'm I'm curious at how they chose to continue the story. Mm-hmm. Because it felt like Tron had a very definite ending. Okay. So hmm. I'm looking forward to it. And it's it's another thing that there is then TV shows and all sorts spun off it, cartoons and so on. Mm. Okay. Mm. As as the Fast and Furious does. I mean we haven't even talked. The Fast and Furious Spy Racers. <laughs> I don't know what that is. There was a Fast and Furious TV show, as it turns out, as I found out earlier this year. Okay. Because there are, and you know, this is a whole other thing we can go on to. There are short films linking some of the films together. Hmm. You remember how the MCU used to do short mm-hmm. films between some of the stuff? Mm-hmm. They, they, they did two or three for Fast and Furious. And then there's a TV series, which is now in its third series. Uh, about Dom's cousin, Tony Toretto, who was recruited by a government agency together with his friends to infiltrate an elite racing league serving as a front for a crime organization called Shifter, with a one and a three, <laughs> that is bent on world domination. So elite. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> Sounds really good. <laughs> All right. I think you and I have different opinions about what's happening. <laughs> Was there anything else, to, just before we finish out, anything else we want to call out from the film? Anything you particularly enjoyed in it? There was something, and Joseph was like, you have to remember that and say that. And I have no idea what it was. I have no idea. The bit that I think has become very famous is the doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. Mm-hmm. Which I have seen be like forum quotes and you know, oh. the email signature quotes, people using it in that sort of situation. Oh, I haven't it's, seen that. It's one of those kind of phrases. And and it, it is a good phrase. It's completely fair. You know, doesn't matter if you win by the intro or mile. You still won. Winning's winning. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, he is, he is good in that moment in the film. It's got a, lo- a lot of lines like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Single lines that mean something. It doesn't have the stuff that we like, the Chekhov's gun setup stuff and no. the little references to itself as it goes along. There's there's a few things that it, it drops in that then become good, but we I don't think they are Oh, I'm setting you up subtly. I'm setting you up that this is gonna become crap at the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's certainly not a clever movie. No. But it was fun. It was good fun. Mm. Uh I'm having a quick look at the list to of the quotes to see if there's anything that's particularly famous. You have to shout, Joseph. Joseph, email us. Leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com. Um, <laughs> had he seen it before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's such a bro who loves his speed cars racing. Yeah. No, no, no. When I told him I had to watch The Fast and the Furious, his, he said, I'm sorry. Oh, That's what he it's said. a good film. But then he watched it with me, and he enjoyed my reactions. 
Very much, because I was very vocally reactive in this movie. I didn't take notes, right. which I'm glad, because if I had taken notes, I wouldn't have been as expressive, mm. right? Because my brain would have been, oh, I have to type that, I have to write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he laughed at me the whole movie. Right. Because of the way I was reacting nice. to it. Um, I was in it, like super in it. Now, I wonder, because you didn't react like that to Mad Max Fury Road. Whereas no. Fury Road, I am gasping throughout. Anything that happens to anyone, I'm like, ah! oh no, oh, oh, they're safe. Okay, good, good, good. Let's carry on. <laughs> no, that's how I was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you know you need to watch Fury Road again and not take notes. <laughs> mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I also enjoyed watching it, having seen so much of LA, both now having been there and in other movies and things. That there was a whole bit in. I think one of the main roads that they use in Baby Driver, that they're running up or driving up at some point, I'm like, that's the road from Baby Driver. Like, which owes a good chunk to this film, the resurgence of car films. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was quite fun. I haven't seen that one either. Mm. You'd enjoy it. I'm still so pop culturally deprived. Are we sure we need to retire, PCD? <laughs> There's still so <laughs> many things I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. All right, what do we want to hear from folks? I mean, we've already given everybody one call to action. Do we? I think that that's the call to action for the last few episodes. And we've yeah. got some exciting stuff lined up. I mean, I think we should probably mention that. We know what we're doing over the next few episodes, and we're looking forward to them. Yes. Starting off with Tron Legacy. You know, we are going to wrap up some sequels and some franchises and things we wanted to visit um, mm-hmm. and films we have wanted to particularly do. Mm-hmm. But we also want to hear from people their thoughts on PCD as a whole. On the yes. podcasts, on the episodes, on the films, on what we should have covered, what we covered, and we didn't like our response to it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yep. And you can do that uh, by finding us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at Eloquent Gushing. Or as Matthew said up top, you can email us using podcast at eloquentgushing.com. Or we would love to hear your voice on uh, just to talk to us or you know a message that we can play in our final episode um so you can do that at speakpipe.com slash eloquent gushing or you know you can just pull out your phone you know your recording app on your phone and send us email us file that'd be great too Mm -hmm. um so yeah any way that you want to get in touch with us you can absolutely if you want to just talk to me you can find me on twitter at mandy k and you find me on twitter i'm at matthew vose and if any of you want to send me a voice message you can i'm not going to give my phone number out but if anyone has it <laughs> how about it um i was thinking about it there do i just give my phone number out? no no no, no 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 pop culture deprived and eloquent gushing the network is completely funded by our listeners like you through patreon anything you give it helps to support the network it helps us to develop new shows wink wink (laughs) and helps to support everything that we do and it gives you access to exclusive content bonus content early content all sorts of exciting things so if you want to find out more you can go to patreon.com slash eloquent gushing and we will be back next week with another episode where we are going to talk about tron legacy until next time i am mandy k and you never even had your car Pop Culturally Deprived is an Eloquent Gushing production. For more information, visit eloquentgushing.com or find us on Twitter at eloquentgushing.